You're listening to the South Georgia Insider, sponsored by WDDQ Talk 92.1, home of the Scott James Matheson Show. Now here's your host, Theresa Boyd. Welcome to South Georgia Insider. We are excited to be the voice of businesses and organizations and people in the region. You know, if you ask most business owners what they want in a future employee, at the top of their list is usually soft skills, or what our guest today, Elton Dixon, refers to employability skills in his newly released book, Ascend Together. Either way you want to say it, employers are want to hire people that are not only have the technical skills for jobs, but also those softer employability skills, critical thinking, leadership, effective communication, work ethics, and positive attitudes. These are part of that skills gap that today and future workers lack oftentimes. The question is where and how do they attain these skills? And that is our discussion today. So first I'm going to introduce Elton Dixon, owner of NA Coaching, uh, which he and his wife started in 2014. He's a former Air Force intelligence officer. And today, um, as I mentioned, he is the author of Send Together. Welcome, Elton. Thank you, Teresa. So with Elton, um, we have one of the students that um, helped write the book, and that is Abriana Hadley, who uh, participated uh, not only in the book, but she's also a graduate of the Valdosta Early College Academy, and uh, which we will learn a little bit about. And she is now a freshman at Valdosta State University, majoring in economics. Welcome, Abriana. Thank you. Okay, good. All right, so... Um, just to kind of get into it, um, Elton, let's talk a little bit for our listeners about Ascend Together sure. and um, you know how it kind of got started. You, you kind of started with the VECA program, and so tell the people a little bit about VECA for those who are not familiar with VECA. Sure. Well, <clears throat> VECA is uh, short for Valdosta Early College Academy, and this was a project, sort of an experimental project of a partnership between Valdosta State University and Valdosta City Schools. And there are some really uh, visionary people in our community. Um, the person that I connected with was Dr. Brian Gerber. Yeah, I know Brian yes. very well, yes. Uh-huh. And it, so if you know Brian, you know what kind of thinker he is. Big so thinker, very, yes. Vecca was a very natural extension of the way that he thinks and, and others in the community who really thought it'd be great to create an environment where students can be sort of immersed in the college experience while they're going from sixth grade all the way through high school. So the school is actually physically situated right next to Valdosta State University. The uh, students, as they progress, uh, potentially if they, if they do all the uh, dual enrollment requirements, can leave high school with their diploma in one hand and an associate's degree in the other hand if they finish enough of the, the course credits. So um, while they're going through all their through the rigor of the, of the coursework, which is already pretty intense, they also get to experience what it's like to sit in a college classroom for some of their, their courses when they get to like 11th grade, later 11th grade, and, um, and see what it's like to have a professor lecture and a bunch of other students, probably much older than them, taking notes and, and doing whatever they do. So um, the idea is a lot of the families, not the case for every family, but many of them are families that would not normally uh, be able to send their child to college or don't have college experience in the family. That's not always the case, but um, oftentimes is. So it just uh, offers an opportunity to expose those students to a high-level education, but also you know, hands-on experience in, in the college setting, like I was saying. So um, what they've, I think this is the first 
year that um, graduates of VECA are graduating from four-year universities, wherever they have been scattered out. So it's been a complete success story. Um, and we're just seeing more and more students as they as they progress through that program, you know, coming out like Abriana and some of the others who have uh, just been high achievers there. So this year they'll actually, uh, I mean, you talk about in May, then Valdosta mm -hmm. State will have some students that their first batch from VECA well, that are graduating? it could be from VSU, or they may have selected some other right. college somewhere to go to, but I believe this is the first year that they'll be graduating college students. Uh, wow, that yeah. is amazing, because so I, I actually worked at Valdosta State when that program started and mm -hmm. actually did a story when they, before they even moved over to SL Mason, when mm -hmm. they were actually in the College of Ed right. um, building. So that is amazing yeah. that that has already transpired to oh, that yeah. point. Yep. So that was great. So you had started working within, within VECA mm -hmm. and teaching some of your um, curriculum that you have through NA coaching. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, is about, I think it was the 2015-2016 school year uh, where you know, we were just talking with Brian and, and working through that program had, had done some different things to just see how can we connect with the school because we had already been connecting with all the city schools and Lowndes County schools um, just to, to do our program. And that program was um, something where we'd, we'd go in and do leadership skills, communication skills, entrepreneurship, and um, just present it to mostly CTAE classes, which are like the college or career technical education right. classes. So, um, you know, it was a good fit there. But we thought, well, Becca is totally immersed in this conversation all the time. Maybe we can kind of weave in to more than just presentations, but be a part of the, the school's coursework or something like that. So Brian introduced us to the staff over there. And, um, and that was probably the year prior that we met them all. And by the time the 2015-16 school year rolled around, we were able to actually write up an agreement for having a, a club on campus. And eventually the students ended up calling it VECA United. And um, the students that were selected for that club, you know, they were um, from each of the grade levels. And they were just seen by their teachers and, and maybe their peers as well as people with some leadership potential. And we did our, our curriculum just, it was really simple then, just some booklets and um, some other materials that, that reinforced the activities that they were doing, the hands-on games they were playing and, and all that. And eventually we ended up with uh, an animated series to go along with the, uh, the workbooks. And now finally, all that curriculum and all that discussion and experience, we just kind of rolled it into this book, Ascend Together. So it's actually something to read through and to it's more of an experience as you read through it rather than just worksheets. But it is also a workbook. There are activities that the students complete, and those are most of those are activities that the students in the club have completed. And, um, and then it culminates in a, in a leadership roadmap in, in the book, and that's something that, um, that's kind of new to the whole process. Right. So, mm -hmm. Okay. And so, Abriana, let's talk a little bit about your experience. First of all, let's talk a little bit about Becca. Um, you came, you said, when in the sixth grade? Yes. So we... In the fifth grade, they give us applications, and so we have to get teacher recommendations and fill out different questions on why we want to be at VECA, what we can learn from it, what we can contribute to it. And so I got selected. I entered in uh, sixth grade, and in a coaching, I was introduced in a coaching during the seventh grade. And VECA United, we started calling it VECA United around eighth grade or ninth grade around that time. 
Okay. And so was that like an after-school program or no, during the school? During school hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so did you do a lot of this team building kind of thing that you do normally with an A coaching with these students right. is what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then how did it come about um, the book? So you, you had all this curriculum, you had all this experience. And so, uh, you know, Elton, you could have just sat down and said, I'm going to write this book, you know, and cause you've got all this knowledge and, you know, I know you've known you for a long time. You're a smart guy. So you could have just written this book, but you chose to really involve the students in the process. Yeah. So how important was that in, in all of this? Well, thank you. That was very sweet to say. <laughs> I think um, some of the things that, that people that people talk about when they say, man, you know, you've accomplished a lot of stuff and you're doing a great job leading the business. Well, it's because of teamwork. And um, we just I just have a really great team. There's seven of us all together and we collaborate on everything that we do. And so it's like the collective minds come together to, to do the things that we do. But um, with this book, you know, yes, we, we already had it in mind to put the curriculum in that kind of a format. We're just thinking, hey, what if, you know, what if this could be something that it reads a bit more like a narrative than just worksheets or instruction sheets or activity sheets? So it was kind of in motion, but by the time Abriana's group um, had emerged as the, the senior class, you know, the leadership class, that I think they were juniors at the time we started discussing this, she was, and a few of the others, we just thought, well, what kind of project do you guys want to do? You guys have been learning this stuff. We've done some community service. We've done some uh, some things for for the school, like they helped arrange a family fun night and some other projects. So, what do you want to do this year? You know, that could really make a difference, leave a legacy. And I think they brainstormed maybe three or four things. But the book kind of came up as you know, I said we're we're writing a book. What if we wrote it together? And they thought, write a book? How do we do that? You know. And there's just a lot of puzzled faces, and that one seems harder. Let's let's do a car wash, you know. Yeah. And they said, "Well, yeah, we could. We could do a car wash, but what if, what if this book, you know?" And we just kept on saying that until uh, we talked. Well, what are the pieces to this? How how big could this project be? What if, maybe you guys are thinking about sitting down and writing an entire book? What if you just shared your stories? And then once that little seed was there, they started really thinking about, you know, what if. You know, all these different ways that they could contribute to a project like that. And we would, we wanted not just our own thoughts about why we think our curriculum is good. And, you know, this is why kids should should go through it. But it's great to hear students say, hey, this made a difference for me. This can make a difference for you, fellow teenager, you know. So I think that's part of the power of, of this project is that they got to put a very, very high goal out there in front of themselves. And and achieve it you know here it is we always said you know what if what if there was a book what if you were published and how well how would you get published i said well i have a friend who's a publisher i said what if we could have in the library one day how do we do that i don't know you know right we're going to discover it as we go and it's in the library now so it was just step by step just removing the word can't from our vocabulary and having them just go for it and learn through all the ups and downs i mean that was their junior year She's a freshman in high school and in a college now, so that's how long it took to go right. from those beginning place to where we are now. But and of course, you know, very different year this year going on. So things down a little bit, but so hey, Brianna, so when this idea came came up about the book, so were you in your mind thinking now how to what can I 
you know, what can I do? So what, what did you kind of contribute to the book or what did you learn through this process? Um, when I, when we were first introduced to doing the book, at first I was taken aback. I was like, whoa, this is pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's um, writing books these days, but how do you come about doing that? But uh, when he, when Mr. Elton, when he explained it, I became more confident. I was thinking, yes, we can work as a team and get through this. So while writing the book, I thought about different life lessons I learned in my life and how through Vec United and uh, NA coaching, how that could help me. So I immediately thought soccer, because that was a big part of my high school career, playing soccer. And on in my ninth grade year, I was on a varsity team. And I, I was playing since the since my middle school years. So I thought back to middle school and how I learned all the lessons I progressed through middle school and got to high school. So in eighth grade, I was, that's what my story is based on. My eighth grade year, watching the, well, sixth grade year, sorry, watching the older girls, how they would, you know, hog the ball a little bit uh, and just, they would hog the ball and, sorry, um, Maybe not as much teamwork. Yeah, not as much teamwork. And so uh, NA Coaching and Beck United was all about teamwork and leadership through serving. And in soccer, I thought, well, how do you serve in soccer? It's surely not ball hogging. So passing the ball, communicating well, and scoring goals through doing that. So I thought I could apply that writing this book. And I know a lot of I know I could relate to a lot of teenagers, even if they didn't play soccer, they play other sports. I know a lot of kids, they play sports and it's really big in South Georgia. Football is big. Right. So I said, I think I can really contribute my story and I feel like they can relate to that. Mm -hmm. So teamwork seems to be something that kind of comes out that you've done a lot through this. But when we talk about the other um, skills that, that an employee needs, um, is not just working in a team, but leadership. So do you find that you, you know, picked up a lot of leadership skills through this? Absolutely. When, at first, when I was in sixth grade, I was shy, timid. I didn't really think I could be a good leader because I was quiet. I didn't really talk to anyone, mostly because I didn't know anyone coming into middle school. You're going away from all your elementary school friends. Right. You don't really know anyone. So when in seventh grade, it was uh, NA coaching was really a blessing because it got me out of my shell a little bit. Um, be, when we learned about uh, communication, the worthy goals, uh, the heart of a leader, I it got my confidence up um, a little bit because I was like, well, even though I'm quiet, I can still serve others around me. It doesn't have to be me speaking all the time. You don't have to be the loudest one in the room to be a right. leader. So I started getting more involved in my middle school and early high school years. With uh, It inspired me to do more volunteer activities. Um, for example, I remember I did the uh, Second Harvest Thanksgiving Drive. Uh, I met Mr. Elton there. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I do. Yes, yeah, so it was uh, two years ago, I believe. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one thing that sparked my uh, just one serve and showing others that you can lead through serving. Right. And Elton, you, you know, you talk um, about the um, servant leadership, the servant part about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of entwined in the book and in, and in your curriculum, um, that, that having the heart of a servant. A it absolutely is. 
Um, that's our mission statement, um, cultivating legacy-minded servant leaders from among learners of all ages. Um, when we first created that statement, um, honestly, it was kind of aspirational at the in the beginning. Just that's what we wanted to kind of grow toward. Um, we were mo working with mostly uh, young people, middle and high school students, and uh, and whoever we were tutoring. But um, as we as we really looked at how our company was founded, you know, um, all the team members, uh, we all met through Bible study. I was leading a Bible study on campus at VSU, and that's how we formed up. And we began the company, you know, on October 2013, just volunteering, just going to schools because we felt like there are some lessons that um, we've learned, you know, the, the college students that I was doing Bible study with, we actually did some life skills discussions where we said, you know, what happens after college? Like, what, what's next? You know, what kind of careers or whatever else? What, what comes after this? And in that process, learned that some of them did not know um, a lot about student loans. They didn't know a lot about budgeting. They didn't know about just life. They didn't know a lot. But in a couple years, they were going to be out there with their own responsibilities. Going so, to face the, they exactly. were going to face it head on. Yeah. yeah so we kind of dug into that. So those discussions, preparing them that way, ended up being something we said, hey, let's go talk to, if, if college students aren't sure about these things, let's go talk to middle schoolers and just share what we've learned. So that's how it began. And then right around the end of 2014, after we've been doing it for a year, somebody told us, you know, hey, you should try that business plan competition, you know, which. And, um, and we ended up winning in, in 2015. So that really propelled us forward to, you know, to keep on doing what we're doing and kind of opened up the avenues to, to, to serve more, um, a, a broader spectrum of the community. We started working with businesses. We started working with, you know, more schools, um, started working directly with youth in foster care. And we just saw all of that as an opportunity to serve, to share the message. And um, anyone that has a foundation in faith in Christ, you know that servanthood is that's where leadership begins. You can't expect to do anything great, you know, unless you first know how to serve and how to, and even how to follow. You know, um, a lot of our discussion when it comes to leadership does not start with leadership. We talk first about being a great follower. And by that, of course, we don't mean just follow behind any, right. anyone. We mean being an effective supporter, being able to, to look at uh, a vision that another leader has and get behind it and invest in it with your whole self and not hold back because you feel like, well, it's not my idea, so I don't know if I want to give it all I got. No, you give your whole self to something that you feel is worthy, that that leader is, is um, you know, guiding a group to, to achieve. And then when it's your turn to lead, you'll be able to reproduce that great followership in the people that follow you. If you haven't had that experience and that exercise and what it's like to submit to someone's authority and, and support them, then you're going to reproduce that. You're going to reproduce rebels when, right. you, when it's your turn to lead. And um, that's just a principle of life. It's not something that's avoidable, but it's not something that's talked about a lot. Right. And I, I think you bring up a really great point. And, and I love leadership books mm -hmm. and I listen to, uh, you know, a lot of the podcasts, John Maxwell and yeah. all those. And um, I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, we could go right now down to Books a Million and there are literally hundreds of leadership books. And yeah. I, we could pull out any book and I can find you the biblical principle yeah. within that book. Now, the writer may not have realized it was a biblical principle, right. but all leadership 
starts with a biblical principle because okay. that is what leadership is. That's it's right. first being a servant. I was talking to um, working at the Boys and Girls Club. They were doing some mock interviews and they asked me to sit in. So I was talking to one of the young kids, phenomenal young man. I think he's like in um, ninth or 10th grade. And I asked him what he wanted to be. And he was like, he wanted to be an underwater welder. Hmm. It's like, who, who even knows <laughs> what an underwater welder does? But I was just so blown away by this young man. But anyway, he asked me uh, for some advice, you know, and I said, well, I'm going to tell you the advice that I given my own daughter. And I try to give to all young people. And that is a biblical principle of, um, and then some, so your boss asks you to do something and then you, do it, and then some. Right. So if your boss asks you to take out the trash, you take out the trash, and then you clean up around it or you put the bag back in it, mm -hmm. You know, even though he didn't ask you to do That's that. Right. It's always that then some principle. It's mm -hmm. very biblical. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, that's why I think I, I the book it just resonates and, you, and what you're doing in these classrooms and different things really resonates because you're teaching these young people um, really life lessons that um, the majority don't get um, when they go into the, their first job or college. And, hey, Brianna, you're now a freshman. You're finishing up your first semester. Is that yes, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to venture to say Nobody else in your class is, is an author. Um, so, I mean, you have that skill now, and it was a big project. And when you looked at it, it probably was very daunting. And I, you know, I edit, I'm an editor of a magazine, and every issue I look at it and I say, huh, I'm never going to get through this one. And so, but you just take each section one at a time, one at a time. And, you know, again, absolutely. That yeah. you're working with them. It is, um, you know, what you were just just discussing. Um, you know, in school, you get a math book, or probably these days an e-book. Yeah. You know, or you get a science book, an English book. You get you get these topics are discussed deliberately with intention. But when you think about what the workforce, um, the employers out there are looking for from the people that emerge from the school system, they're looking for what you just said, and then some. You know. The skills to where someone feels invested in what they're working in. They don't have to like everything about their job, but they have to love serving and loving um, getting behind something and giving it their best so that they can apply whatever they learn there somewhere else if they have some other career path or something. But um, those are the skills if you ask any employer they're looking for. They'll tell you, I'll give me somebody with that. And if they don't have the skills, I'll train them. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear it just over and, and over again. But those things are not taught deliberately in school. They're kind of taught along the way, maybe, and we hope that kids catch it as they go. But with that amount of importance, you know, and the fact that, you know, we feel those skills are things that are measurable, they're teachable. There, there are ways, you can, there are principles you can teach, just like you can teach other topics in school. We feel like if, if it has that kind of potential, then it should be taught in a very similar way. And that's what you know, we hope our, our book kind of inspires uh, amongst the readers that this is this is a pathway you can walk and come out with better leadership skills and servanthood skills. But when you're done, so we will put uh, the link to your website in the show notes so people can go to that. Yes. But tell us uh, real quick, you, you have it at the library mm -hmm. at the South Georgia Regional Library at the right. main branch. Yes. So people can actually check it out. Well, it can be anywhere in the Pines system. Okay. If they have a Pines library card, they can check it out uh, across the state. 
Okay. Or they can order them online. Yes. Okay. Um, at our, our website, enacoaching.com. Okay. And who would you recommend get the book? Is it for uh, the students themselves, the parents, the teachers, that business person, or all of the above? All of the above. Um, it's If you read it, you can tell it's directed toward teenagers because we're just letting them know they're included in this conversation. But the principles that are talked about in there are the same ones we talk about with business people. When we go talk with frontline management, um, directors, whoever, we're talking about the same principles. So it's pretty universal. But we want we want young people to know this is not a conversation that's beyond you, and it's not too early to start talking about this. So, so uh, a Boy Scout leader, a Girl Scout leader, mm -hmm. they could get the book Absolutely. and do it, get four or five that's kids right. together and do it, mm -hmm. or a youth group could right. could take the book mm -hmm. and, and, and use it like that. Yes. Now, just real quick as we're getting ready to close up, so you also, in a coaching, you do in the schools, but you also do business coaching. Right. So tell us just quickly a little bit about what you, how you can help a business out there who's maybe listening and thinking, wow, I've got some employees who are, you know, in their 40s and 50s and they need some help mm -hmm. with some of this. Yeah, we, we've been doing that for quite some time. We've just attracted attention, I think, mostly in the healthcare and a little bit with the situation when it comes to communication, just leadership skills. A lot of times it's going to be frontline management type issues, dealing with employees. Um, all, of these, all of these activities that we're talking about and all the lessons are things that we translate over to business language. So the things that would apply to a, a young person in school when it comes to teamwork or working in small groups or you know, interacting with their teachers, you just translate that language over to whatever it is the business is dealing with. And um, just based on my background working in that kind of thing, uh, we'll actually diagram a business, look for efficiencies, look for their, their process flow, and then figure out where apply. And it's usually going to be people issues, sometimes systems issues, but, but usually people issues. And those are things that you can weave into your professional development, your uh, employee evaluation process, whatever that is, and make it very practical and uh, you know, applicable to your business. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Well, great. Well, Elton, we appreciate you coming by. And uh, Abriana, we uh, wish you all the best in your school. Uh, you are an eco economics major, is that correct? Yes, so did you bring some credits over with you from Becca? So you're how many hours into? Um, in my sophomore. So you're I'm classified as a sophomore, but this is my freshman year. Okay. So this is your actual first physical. Now, did you take some classes through Becca? You through Becca, I, you took some classes. I graduated with forty-five credits from. Becca. Forty-five credits. Wow, that's great. So <laughs> you're ahead of the you're ahead of the game on that. So we wish you all the best in that, and uh, we thank everybody uh, for joining us. And we again, we want to thank Small Town, um, uh, the Scott James Show on Talk ninety-two point one for sponsoring this. And I cannot do this um, podcast without my friend and producer um, Spencer. Van Horn, who helps keep us all together. But we thank you for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next time on South Georgia Insider.